Toy Story 4 launched. Escape from the Megaverse game revealed. This is Spinal Tap to premiere at Pinfest in Melbourne in September. Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine. And uh, I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Martin Ebb, and I'm the uh, editor of Pinball News, and we are here, as we are every month, to look back on all the events in the pinball world from the previous month, which in this case means what happened in June 2022. Right. And um, um, it's been a exciting month, uh, but also a very slow month. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it kind of, it kind of has something, you know. The reveal we knew was going to happen, but we didn't know when exactly it was going to happen, but it did. Um, and we have, as you will have heard from our headlines, um, an, an unexpected reveal. And that was kind of about it. The rest of it was fairly slow, but we'll, uh, there is plenty to, uh, to keep us interested, though. So we will uh, we'll go through everything that, that was worth reporting on. Um, in over the next few minutes, well, yeah. quite a lot of minutes, I'd imagine. Sure. Yeah, uh, long, long last. Um, we we've been talking about when it's going to be revealed. Um, the the biggest uh, unkept secret um, in well, in the industry, actually, but not but, entirely true because there was no, actually a little bit of. Uh, okay, so we're twist. talking about Sorry. everybody was expecting Jersey Jack Pinball to announce Toy Story. Yes, and then it turned out to be Toy Story Four. Indeed, yeah. So entirely based on just the fourth of the movies, not not the first three. But obviously, there's a, a huge amount of crossover. The characters are largely the same. There's some. The focus is different on Toy Story Four, and there's some some extra characters introduced in that particular uh, version of the franchise. Right. But um, we don't know quite why it was Toy Story Four as opposed to the first three. I don't think I'm giving anything away. This 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 license was uh, signed a long time ago, uh, which would have been before Toy Story Four even came out. So I don't think then it was it would have been for Toy Story Four. I think it would have been for the first three movies as a as a package. But you know these are the corporate marketing experts, and you know, the the game was was obviously came out later than we anticipated. Oh. And I believe, and I've got no evidence for it, but uh, I've been told it a few times, that the original design for Toy Story, uh, because the game was delayed, that, that ended up being modified into Willy Wonka. And the Toy Story 4 design that we've got from Pat Lawler now is a, is a new design, which was, which was created when the license became Toy Story 4, rather than the first three. But why it was delayed... Um, we don't know, but as I said, it's a Pat Lawler design, um, John Yalsey and um, Disney artwork, and um, interestingly, well, there's a lot of interesting factors about this game, actually. The sounds are not by anyone that we're familiar with from the uh, from the industry so far. You know, it's not a David Teal job, um, and it's not Chris Granner or anything like that. It's um, it's done by a company called On Unlock Audio. Who produce a lot of audio for, for video games? Okay, uh, and um, the, the other most interesting thing, or, or the other interesting aspect about it, is that 
There are only two editions of this. Now, there's only a collector's edition, which will be limited to 1,000 machines. And there is a limited edition, which is limited to 5,000 machines. Right. So there is no standard edition at all, which is an unlimited version. So there will only ever be a maximum, unless they bring out another edition, which is not unknown, there will only be a maximum of, of 6,000 Toy Story 4 machines. 1,000 collector editions, 5,000 limited editions. Right. So, uh, and uh, of course, well, uh, Jersey Jack tends to have a um, uh, um, setting the tone when it comes to price increases, uh, although that's a negative way to say it, but their games um, usually are in the, uh, for, for the more wealthier uh, pinball enthusiasts, let's call it that. They, they do push the boundaries. Yes. yes. So uh, And they, they did again this time with the uh, uh, collector's edition costing $15,000 uh, uh, and the, uh, the uh, limited edition games going for $12,000. Which, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> yeah, I have an eBay auction ending, so uh, I'm, I'm doing two things at the same time. Why don't you tell the people... Um, yes, okay, I'll, I'll take over while you go and bid on your uh, your translate on eBay. Yes, um so, as Jonathan said, fifteen thousand dollars for the uh, for the one thousand collectors edition machines, and of course they sold out almost immediately uh, upon upon announcement, which was at uh, midday Central Time. I think it was Eastern Time. Maybe it was Eastern Time um, in the U.S. on the fourteenth of June. So, of those thousand, there were nine hundred which were allocated to distributors and 100, which were direct sales through the Jersey Jack Pinball website. Now, I think anybody who either hesitated over buying one of the 100 ones on the website or had any kind of problems processing their payment would have missed out. So those sold out almost immediately. 900 went to distributors. Um, I heard various stories about uh, whether people who had pre-ordered through their distributors and got... had paid or had been allocated a machine once they found out it was a Toy Story 4 game and maybe when they saw what was or wasn't on the play field uh, might have backed out of that that purchase and uh, there's some distributors who were ringing around trying to find people to who would be interested in picking up a collector's edition machine but I think that was a very very short-lived event and all 1,000 are allocated now and were allocated very, very quickly, really, after after the announcement. And then there's the 5,000 limited edition machines. I don't think they've sold out. No, actually, one um, those should be able to get one. I did receive a, um, a text from Jack the day after the uh, reveal of the game, indicating that they, um, um, the company um, received orders for over $30 million worth of Toy Story games. Um, and if you start doing the math on that, well, that's mm-hmm. uh, 15 million for the uh, collector's editions, which uh, leaves another 15,000, yep. which 15 sort of million. equals to, or well, it actually equals to 1,250 limited edition machines. So that's by far Out of the not, 5, not the 5,000 that they are uh, allowed to make. 
So uh, if you're looking for a Toy Story 4 uh, limited edition game, that shouldn't be a problem. No, and um, one of the other interesting features of this launch was that they did have a large number of limited edition machines pre-made and shipped or about to ship to distributors and locations. Yes. So the very next day, I think, it may even been the same day, but certainly um, the very next day they, they appeared in a number of locations. Yeah, um, even I think, internationally. I, yes, and I think I think that the... Uh, the, uh, I can never remember exactly how you pronounce the place, but uh, I want to say Entertainium, but it's not. It's the one that used to be level 257 in Schomburg in Illinois. Right. They had it either the same day or the next day, and people were streaming uh, gameplay videos from there. So um, it, it um, you know, we said, I think, last month's um, pincast that people weren't able to tour the Jersey Jack Pinball Factory because they, were, they had Toy Story on the line. We, we reckon that um, probably about about eight weeks before the launch, they've been producing limited edition games. Now, the collector edition games aren't going to be available or aren't going to be built until what they, as Jody Deppin will say, the fall, so the autumn of this year. No exact definition of when that is, but um, it may be that they're going to make all the limited edition orders that they they got up until that point then do the collector editions, and then go back and do some more limited edition games after that. Right. Uh, so, we don't, it, interestingly... You know, exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Interestingly. No, I was going to say, but we don't know exactly what, when they're going to be uh, starting on the collector edition games. No, um, but... But uh, other than it's going to be in the autumn. Right. So, and an autumn is, of course, three months long, so it could be any, any point yeah. between um, um, September, October, November. Yeah, now you, you made an, an interesting calculation that, that if they would make or build 50 games a week, that's uh, uh, 100 weeks of orders if all sold. But, so that, that's basically two years. Mm. Um, but based on the, on, on the sales numbers of the first day, uh, what if they're not all sold? That basically that means other designers have to hurry up their game and get it on the line before because because if the game doesn't sell all five thousand uh, limited editions, uh, that basically means someone else is uh, true uh, up earlier than yeah, expected. Yeah, well, well, I'm not sure if it's earlier. I think um, it's it's been mooted in the past that uh, Jersey Jet Pinball would announce two games this year. Right, uh, American pinballs have done the same thing and, and, and suggested that. So if they if they produce a or release or announce another game uh, just prior to the holiday season, that could fit, fit in well with their production schedule. But um, one of the thing one of the good things about Toy Story Four being I don't want to say delayed, but being moved back into the schedule in the schedule to follow Guns N' Roses, and obviously Guns N' Roses is a big success for Jersey Jack Pinball, mm-hmm. so probably well, so more than they were expecting. With $30 million uh, uh, worth of sales on day one, I yeah, think true. we can say but, but, Toy Story 4 <laughs> is a success as well. But just just to clarify, that's $30 million worth of orders. Right. doesn't mean they've actually got $30 million worth of income at this point, because that, no, no, most of that will be from distributors, but which uh, will all have their own arrangements. But yes, it's certainly a, a huge um, sales coup for Jersey Jet Pinball. Congratulations to them on that. 
Um, but one, what I was saying was, um, with Toy Story 4 being um, moved back in the schedule, it meant that the, the software team had a lot more time to work on the game. And when it came out on the 14th of June, I think we, we can say that it was almost a complete code in that right. game. Yeah, we've and seen a few few code updates since but but basically we have, but they're very minor. Yes, so and yeah, it was, uh, a, it was a fully functioning, full, fully featured game when it was announced, and with four hundred or so units in stock, ready to ship or about to ship, which is basically where Jack has said over the years he wants to be. He wants right. to be at that point where he's got games for sale straight away, ready to ship with full. Code. Right. So, well, so congratulations. Well, congrats, I did. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jack and Steve were at the Fantastic Show um, just before um, our podcast, actually, uh, last weekend, right. uh, where they held a very, very good seminar. And that will be available a bit later on the uh, Fantastic New England YouTube channel, along with um, all the other seminars that held over the Fantastic. And there were a lot of them. And um, from the topics, they certainly seem to be. Um, particularly interesting subjects. Uh, the people like Roger Sharp taking part, talking about what would have, how the pinball industry might have been different had Williams um, not quit it. And um, there's also um, uh, Dave Fix, I think, American Pinball was there as well. So talking about um, you know, what's happening at the company there and what's happening with Ryan um, and um, the um, spin wall game from uh, the license issues which we talked about before with him. So, um, yeah, uh, keep an eye on YouTube and the uh, Fantastic New England channel there. I don't think there's anything much there at the moment. I know Todd Tucky has, uh, has released the, yeah. um, the presentation he put together for that show, so you can, you can catch up on, on, on his latest news. Right. But there will be more coming. Right, so, and uh, uh, closing off on the uh, uh, Toy Story 4 topic, uh, both Martin and I uh, wrote our um, uh, articles on uh, the reveal of Toy Story 4. Um, actually, uh, this time, uh, I was able to publish way ahead before Martin, because <laughs> you were on holiday. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't great timing for me, it was... Uh it was the announcement came on the the day of my my partner's birthday um so Congratulations. we were away <laughs> well thank you. we had had a lovely time we were um we were um, I'm trying to remember exactly where we were we were in northumberland on the, the english oh, yeah, scottish nobody knows border. where that is does no matter. i'm not sure i'm not sure i even know where it is <laughs> and i've been there so. but uh, it was it was lovely and we did a lot of cycling and walking and um on the on the very day that the announcement took place, we were cycling around a huge lake there in beautiful, glorious, bright sunshine, nice warm weather. Um, and it was, it's kind of hard to to think, I really wish I was back at my desk, sat in front of my computer, waiting for the announcement of Toy Story 4. Uh, or I could be here in the forest on this lovely track, um, sitting outside, drinking a, a nice cold cider in the, in the bright sunshine and uh, listening to the birds. Right, so anyway, if you want to read the articles that uh, yes. were published on uh, the Pinball News and Pinball Magazine uh, website, then either go to pinball-magazine.com 
or go to pinballnews.com where you find lots of pictures and all the details about the game. So if you want to take a closer look, that's where you should go. And of course, don't forget the uh, uh, Jersey Jack Pinball Facebook page and other social media outlets that they are using for, uh, for more info on the game. Yeah, although I think I think you and I actually have more in the way of marketing materials on, on in our reports than the Jersey Jack website does because I notice that once a game is sold out on the Jersey Jack website, you can't click on it anymore. You can't get any details of that game. You can't look at the fly. You can't look at uh, what what the price was. You can't see what features are on on the collector edition or the limited edition or if they had them on the standard edition, which seems a kind of a shame because you know it's good good reference material. Right. But, so, um, speaking of promotional materials, I do have an uh, um, an interesting um, oh. tid- tidbit of news for uh, those who uh, collect pinball flyers. Of uh-huh. course, um, uh, there are several flyers available in digital format for uh, Toy Story Four, but Jersey mm. Jack didn't print any of them, and uh, so right. far it seems well. like they don't have to. Uh, neither did they for Guns N' Roses, but the Dutch Pinball Association has uh, decided to um, uh, include a Toy Story 4 flyer with their Spinner magazine, uh-huh. uh, the upcoming uh, issue that should be. Um, and John Paul DeWin, who is the art director of uh, uh, Jersey Jack and, and in charge of their LCD animations and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff, uh, was kind yep. enough to uh, actually adapt the original design of the limited edition flyer for the uh, um, in the Netherlands used A4 uh, uh, paper format. Uh, so it's a, a slightly modified flyer uh, to fit that paper size. Uh, thank you, Jean Paul, for that. And um, uh, mm, does, does it also have the the NFV logo? Yes. Though, yes. Is, yes. Ah, right. It will have okay. the NF, uh, the, the Dutch Pinball Association logo on there as well, so it's easily identifiable as such. Um, so, if there are uh, any flyer collectors, that's probably a flyer that you um, want to be looking for. Could well be the only only physical flyer for for that game. Right. So, Unless somebody decides um, uh, to print it themselves. If people are interested, uh, send me an email: editor at pinball-magazine.com. And I'll uh, I'll look into what I can do. Well, and just to, just to add to that, there are there are three versions of the flyer. There's the collector edition, there's the limited edition, and there's the joint version right. with both both uh, models featured. Right. So and uh, but those are and they're, they're double sided as well. Yes, and uh, well, the, technically that's the original flyers. There's three original flyers, and now there's a fourth one with a different size for the limited edition. Yes. Okay. Great. Okay. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, there've been a couple of code updates for Toy Story Four since it came out. Um, I think it came out pretty much with version one point zero four on it on on all uh, boxed machines. But since when there's been one hundred five, one hundred six, and one hundred seven, all all released during during the month of June. And probably uh, during no, our podcast, one hundred eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, at least at least one hundred eight. Yeah, it might jump straight to 110. You never know. But um, we always used to say that no, once it reached version one, it's um, it's fully featured. Well, we're, we're way above that already at release. So that sort of uh, underlines what I was saying about uh, having 
complete code at, uh, at launch time. Right. So that th- those only... updates are safe. There's just feature changes and a few bug fixes, not much. I'm just curious whether, uh, of course, people have played the game and uh, uh, there's uh, everybody has opinions, uh, which we won't get into, but I'm just curious <coughs> whether Jersey Jack will take some of those uh, opinions and uh, uh, maybe improve the game further, considering like certain comments are being made a lot by some people, and maybe there's uh, uh, some areas where the game can be uh, upgraded to be enjoyed more uh, without it costing too much. Do you want to expand on, on the sort of areas well, you talked about? Apparently, the, the, the audio company. Um, uh, I've heard audio. several people complain about that the audio of the game isn't anything that is uh, particularly uh, wowing them. The main theme is uh, uh, mostly playing all the time and uh, uh, the sound effect sounds like a slot machine. That's not a nice compliment, I suppose. Um, but those are things that could easily be adjusted in software. So. If if another sound package becomes available, that might actually benefit the game. But that's just pure speculation on my end. I'm just wondering if if they would be taking something like that into consideration. Yeah, talking about sound, I mean that that was uh, it's quite unusual. I think that was one of the one of the differences between the collector edition and the limited edition was that there were additional callouts by the Bo Peep character for the collector's edition. Which are not available in limited edition. Um, seems I don't know. It seems like something which which probably could be added by people who knew what they were doing if they they cared that much about it. Um, they can obviously download the the, um, the software from the Jersey Jack people website. Uh, it's also actually worth mentioning that um, if you did get one of the very first release games on version uh, I think one hundred four, then that did not include the ability to update the game over Wi-Fi. So your very first update has to be done with a USB stick. And that then adds the ability, and beyond that, you can then get automatic updates or manual updates over Wi-Fi. And you won't need a USB stick after that. But uh, that was uh, surprised me. I thought um, Wi-Fi yeah. updating would be built in from the very start. But right. uh, apparently it came a bit later. So there you go. Well, okay. I think we really covered everything there is to say about the game at this point, <laughs> uh, aside from people's opinions. Uh, best is to play the game yourself, and the good news is uh, there's already plenty on location, so you might not mm. have to travel that far to find one. So uh, go out and play good. the game okay. and, and form your own opinion. Oh, who's that? Hi guys! Oh, we're joined in person on the Pincast by uh, by Gary Flower. Hello, Gary. Hi there. I've just got to pop down to the shop. I'll be back in a minute. Okay, no problem. Okay. Right. So we'll have Gary uh, joining us a bit later. Right. So let's uh, let's move on from the the events at Jersey Jack Pinball and see what's happening at their neighbour Stone Pinball. And there has been a new game. Um, I'll say it's an announcement, more of a sort of leak, really, and it's not from Stern themselves either. No. Um, um, Can you um, give us some details of that? Well, I tried to look into it. It was uh, rather uh, well, surprising to a lot of people. Uh, the game is called Escape from the Megaverse, 
um, and it appears to be uh, a, a, a project um, by the Ape Community um, uh, Project featuring 100 bored apes, mutants, oh. BAKC dogs and CODAs. If that rings any bells with you. Um, well, it rings a bell with you. I just heard it. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> You've been outbid. <laughs> no, no, no. I got that. I, uh, I, I, got, I got that auction. I won that. So. Oh, congratulations. Um, Good. But apparently there was an, um, uh, a special launch party, which I think was June the 20th, um, and uh, uh, which was at a, a bar in New York, and then a few days later, the game was also available a couple of days at Ape Fest. Uh, I think that lasted for four days. Um, and um, I think it was positioned at the uh, uh, OX Polygon Lounge, um, and uh, it apparently contains an NFC dispenser. Um, we don't know what that is, do we? No, uh, apparently the game let's, is... Let's, let's own up and say we don't understand um, right. virtual so, currencies. Or, yes, but apparently it's giving out some sort of uh, a, a virtual uh, token or coin or uh, something. something not an NFT, which we know, which we do understand. Yes, uh, but in a similar fashion, I suppose. Um, yeah. And... Um, uh, well, it, uh, it it could be a code or a, or a QR code or, a, or a, yeah, some kind of code, code, code on the screen like that that you scan it, on your phone and then you, then you collect it. Yeah, it doesn't appear to be any kind of physical dispenser, which I suppose would uh, no. would tie in with it being uh, so, being a virtual project. Now, now about the game itself, um, mm. it appears uh, to be a retheme of the. Um, uh, the layout that we have seen on uh, previous games, such as the uh, Spider-Man Home Edition, uh, the Star Wars uh, pin model um, Supreme, and then there was the Heavy Metal game. So this yep. appears to be the fifth iteration of that layout, but with complete new artwork. Um, no word on who. But also, uh, yeah. Also, interestingly, it has a has a full display. Yes. Full LCD display. Yes, which is not something we've seen before on these games. No, they always, um, always used to have either a smaller display or an LED display. So this is this is almost like a, a standard speaker panel or display right. panel. Yes, on the game. and um, uh, so the layout is uh, uh, similar, I would say, to uh, the heavy metal one, uh, which leads yeah. me to believe, also based on on what I found on Twitter on this project, that. The game is not going to be sold by Stern themselves, but rather through um, this uh, uh, Bored Ape community, which is uh, on, on, on twi uh, Twitter and uh, apparently is something in, uh, that's happening in New York City. I hadn't heard of it before. Um, no, but, no uh, when I was looking into it, it, it said it was, it was made by Stern but for Replay Labs in Tampa in Florida. And um, so whether they're the distributors for the game on behalf of the Ape project, I don't know. And, and Stern haven't made any announcement about it at all, as far as I'm aware. 
Yeah, so no, kind of no announcement out. from Stern in that area. Although uh, Wayson Chang was available at the uh, uh, the launch event or one of the events where the game was uh, being showcased. Uh, so far, as we know, there is only uh, one game available, um, and it looks like on that uh, the website that that I was able to find, you can uh, you can subscribe to a newsletter, and mm-hmm. that will give yep. you information on availability and pricing of the game and so on. So it appears to be a prototype to generate interest um, and see how many people would be interested in in buying such a game which sort of is similar to the heavy metal game where they're basically trying testing the water how many people would be interested in buying one before actually building them yeah um as you say no no details on price or availability but i think the general opinion is it's it's going to be a, a, a bijou or bespoke project and it's uh, if, if it is going to become available it's not going to be cheap but if you do want to find out more, and um, as, as, as Jonathan mentioned, you can sign up for uh, an update by going to gm.megaversepinball.com forward slash early. And I think that will uh, get you there. If you just go to megaversepinball.com, nothing. Okay, It exists, but there's, there's no page there. So you won't, uh, you won't get details. You have to go gm dot megaversepinball.com slash forward slash early yeah. and then you'll be able to uh, sign up for the for the updates so and interestingly uh, I just uh, addressed uh, flyer collectors um, uh, there appears to be a paper flyer for uh, this game with, which was distributed at Apefest um, so that could be a, a sought after uh, much sought after item after all is it oh, right English? Okay. That yeah, works for me. Yeah, That's close okay. enough. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. Sorry, it's not my native language, people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> no. Yes, it's certainly got some very very nice stylized artwork on it. No idea what Megaverse is, but um, so if you if you Google it, you will find some details of uh, all the various uh, creatures which seem to inhabit it, including right. uh, very heavy on apes and dogs. Yeah. Apparently. Apes and skinless apes and um, oh well, um, sounds sounds scary, but but it looks nice anyway. Uh, yeah, if you're into I'm that curious how the code uh, developed for that game. If it's the same or is it changed or whatever. So, but yeah. Um, yeah, oh so well, congratulations on uh, on the on the board ape community and uh, the entire project team behind this game. To rule absolutely. Uh, and uh, and more congratulations are, are due to uh, the, to three people who have been taken on by Stone Pinball um, as part of their their team. So we uh, we have two members of the uh, Chicago Bells and Chimes Pinball Organization. We have um, uh, we have Rebecca Hinsdale, who right. has joined Stone Pinball as customer service and sales manager for uh, parts and accessories and merchandise. So uh, very much a customer-facing role. So, so what happened uh, to Debbie? Found... What happened to Debbie? Well, isn't that the question that's on everyone's lips? I suppose yes. so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll, we, we may find out. We'll have to get Gary on, to uh, Gary Stern, of course, that is, uh, to, to tell us. Um, further congratulations to Taylor Bancroft, um, who um, has... Um, has been taken on as um, 
a technical producer for the um, yeah for insider connected uh, um, whatever yeah brand or yeah yeah liaison between internal and external development teams so there you go so if you were looking to develop some kind of uh, interface or so use the insider connected API to to uh, do some uh, some cunning stuff with uh, with your games then uh, I think Taylor is the one to speak to. And and finally, uh, we can uh, also send out congratulations to Alexa Sievert, who is the new uh, logistics manager uh, yeah. working um, with um, um, Shelley Sachs right. as well. Uh, and we have to hope they don't have um, any um, Amazon hardware around the place and people calling out, hey, Alexa, to her, because it could get very confusing. <laughs> but... Uh, so anyway, she apparently she's got um, exceptional experience in, uh, in the coin-op industry, having uh, worked at um, Namco and or Bandai, Bandai Namco, um, and uh, Speedy's One Pair Repair Shop Service so uh, Namco. So okay. uh, yeah, congratulations okay. to the three of them on their new roles at Stern Pinball. Right. Okay. So uh, uh, was that all the news from Stern Pinball, or oh, oh no, no, there's lots more. Um, because um, this this is the month when Stern launched their um, a new feature for their Insider Connected, well, a couple of new features actually, I suppose. Uh, one of them is that they've uh, added the leaderboard functionality to all professional accounts. That means that if you are signed up to their subscription service for Insider Connected, which um, is the one where you pay money in order to have it at your location, pay money. Uh, yeah, then you can you can set up your own location-based or event-based leaderboards. Well, we've seen this happen at, at various shows, trade shows and um, wow, yeah. uh, collector shows around the country and around the world, in fact, um, where you, know, you go to a show and there'll be a leaderboard just for that one show and the game's played there. Well, you can do the same yeah. kind of thing Which in basically your location. Displayed on a large or LCD. Yes. Yeah, yeah, or um, it's probably on the, on their website as well if you want to go and check it on your phone. Um, I don't know if it's on the app yet. I don't know if they've actually even got an app yet, but they're certainly planning to. And um, the, the, the other thing they've added now is they've, they've done the very first of the, the worldwide leaderboards, which is for all insider connected games of a particular title. So you can, you can challenge or you can try and get your, your name on the leaderboard for the whole world on, at the moment, Godzilla. That was the launch title. So it's obviously a bit you know, suspect because they're all going to be set up differently. But um, if you want to have a go at playing a, a Godzilla pinball machine with your entirely connected account, you, if you log in first and then and play your game, you will then be a, your, your score will be added to the global leaderboard. And uh, you can see what, what kind of scores you have to beat. Right. Okay. So, and... Um I believe you just set up a game uh, at the show uh, to I did. incorporate uh, Insider Connected. How was your experience with that? Um, it was mixed. Um, first of all, um, it, was, it, <laughs> well, it, it was in a bar, so there'd be plenty of mixes there. But um, it was it was okay, except that the, the password for this particular Wi-Fi in the location... It is quite long. It's like 20 characters long, and it's a mix of uppercase, lowercase, 
numbers. Um, so it's a pain to navigate around the screen. Uh, we're much better if you could just plug a, a keyboard in, to be honest, and, uh, and type the, the code in. But also, it says on the screen that you're trying to enter this code, press the the feature button on the on the lock bar, and it toggles between lowercase and uppercase. Well, on Rush, it doesn't. I can tell you that. So you actually have to keep going over to the toggle between upper and lowercase every time you want to go between those two. And it's if every other letter is alternating between uppercase and lowercase, it's a pain to have to do that. So it took took the best part of five minutes, which should have taken like twenty seconds, really. Right. But um, if they can get that feature working, it would have been a lot quicker. Um, Fortunately, though, once I put it in, um, it seemed to connect fine and did, did the test to check the, the network and it seemed to work fine. And then um, a colleague of mine uh, scanned the QR code, which you can get out of it, to set up another machine with the same settings, the same network settings. And he tried to do it on Godzilla and it didn't work. It wouldn't recognize the QR code. So maybe that's because of the way his camera was adjusted on his phone. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it was a bit sort of burnt out or blurry or whatever, but and didn't quite work as, as easy as, as, as it should have been, so he had to type the code in the same way I did. So, okay. so anyway, we're now very familiar. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're now very familiar with uh, how you go in uppercase and lowercase on uh, on certain inside a connect. But they are now set up, and uh, yeah, it's been a nice feature I think for for the weekend. A nice extra feature for, for everybody who comes along and plays. Right. Okay. Um, now speaking of uh, Insider Connected, I believe um, upgrade kits are available in the Stern uh, uh, web shop. Yeah, um, previously only from distributors, I think, but now you can order them directly yourself. Right, and these are the kits that if your game is not already equipped with uh, um, Stern uh, Insider Connected, then you can. Uh, these are the kits that you put in yourself to connect your game to. Uh, uh, the, yeah, replacement the aprons, really. Yes, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Okay, yes, so. you can order those. Uh, now, we were talking about Godzilla just now. Uh, there is, there's been a new version of code for that, which actually adds quite a nice new feature, the uh, the ox Oxygen Destroyer Outlane Ball Save oh, opportunity, which is available on the last ball. Yeah, it's a bit like the um, on um, Bat Night 2000, where you have, like, last chance option. Um, and it's seen on, on other games as well, where um, once the once the last, if the ball drains down the outlay, then uh, you have the opportunity. It's relaunched, and you have to make a particular shot within twelve seconds. In this case, you have to shoot it through the building um, in order to save the game and carry on playing. If you don't do that, then the flippers die, and the ball drains, and it's, it really is game over. But uh, make that shot and. Uh, pressure shot and uh, you can carry on playing so yeah nice nice feature and of course there's some other bug fixes and a few feature adjustments as well in version 0.97 of Godzilla which was released on the 23rd of June right okay so um, Stern has been uh, uh, in attendance of a couple of uh, pinball shows as well but also at the uh, Bowl Expo in Las Vegas uh, mm. Which was uh, held June 29th and the 30th, um, and they were uh, actually located in the uh, the booth of Moss Distributing. Now the interesting thing is, uh, at least I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, 
uh, pinball machines, uh, especially in America, used to be re- uh, frequently found in bowling uh, alleys, which I think is this um, uh, expo is all about. So it's an interesting uh, development to see that Stern is actually trying to get back into uh, bowling alleys, I suppose. And um, uh, it's curious. To, I'm curious to see if that effort will uh, will will pay off. But it's uh, definitely worth mentioning that they attended this uh, international uh, bowl expo. Uh, yeah, bowl, bowling seems to be one of those, um, those pastimes which, although it's, it's often you often think it's, it's, it's something that's about to die. Um, having been overtaken by things like um, Wii bowling and things like that, um, they still seem to hang in there and seem to be great places for families to go and, uh, or even youngsters to hang out, hang out and uh, spend their time in a uh, constructive way. So, yeah, I think it makes sense for, for that to be a good good pinball location as well. Certainly, yeah, yeah. I've been to a few bowling places where, where pinball is. Uh, at least as popular as the bowling. Right. So, and uh, at the um, uh, bowl expo, Stern, Stern took uh, the Mandalorian and Deadpool uh, pinball machines uh, with them to uh, to showcase. Which, um, if I'm not mistaken, are also uh, games that were on the line uh, the past month. So. Uh, mm. uh, well, I won't get into uh, any any. Mm. Uh, delays with production on, uh, on on current titles, but at least uh, Mandalorian and Deadpool uh, have been built, and uh, uh, if you have one on order, uh, you probably can expect it soon. So. Good news. Okay, I think that's everything from Stern Pinball for the for the month of June. Yeah, unless I'm mistaken. In which case, let's move on to a a. Uh, well, we spoke about game releases. Let's talk about a game which is having probably the the, the slowest or the softest release. Uh, we, we've seen really, which is uh, Homepin's upcoming title for, uh, which is this is Final Tap. Right. Now we've we've talked about it. We've we've seen various bits of it um, over the previous months, and I almost want to say years, but uh, certainly months. And um, it still hasn't officially launched yet. But the the good news is that we do actually have a date when it is going to be officially launched. And that is uh, on the 17th and 18th of September at uh, Club Macquarie in uh, Argentine, in Newcastle, in Australia. Oh. And that will be announced uh, right by next Highway door. Entertainment. Yeah, Highway Entertainment, um, who are working in conjunction with Home Pin Factory um, to, uh, to launch the game. Now, Home Pin have said that they are not going to be doing the promotional work for this. They are they are the manufacturer. They are reliant on their distributors to actually put together promotional events and uh, and launch events. And so that's exactly what Huawei Entertainment are doing. And yeah. I think we mentioned last last month that um, this is uh, SpinalTapPinball.com was a, uh, a website or even a company I think set up by Huawei Entertainment, Spinal Tap Pinball to uh, to market and sell. This is Final Tap from Home Pin. So now we know when it's going to be officially launched, and that'll be the 11th Pinfest tournament. So uh, if you're lucky enough to be in uh, in Newcastle in 17th and 18th of September, you will uh, you will have a chance to play. 
Right, so um, I did reach out to uh, Mike Kalinowski, the owner of uh, HomePin, to see uh, if there's any news that he could comment on. Um, mm -hmm. He was uh, very brief in his answer, and he basically said, we're building away and expect to ship out two games for a Newcastle Pinfest within a week or so. Okay, that's from Taiwan. Okay. Yes, and uh, I assume they are being shipped by boat, so that's a couple of weeks mm -hmm. that they will be traveling uh, overseas to uh, to reach uh, Australia mainland and then uh, being transported to uh, to Newcastle, I suppose. So, uh, who knows? You might even see um, images of the game prior to that once the distributor mm. gets uh, their hands on them. So. Yeah, they need to be somewhere in those uh, intervening weeks until we reach the 17th of September. So, uh, yeah, Highway Entertainment uh, seems to be the place to, to keep an eye on yeah, in, in the, the meantime, next uh, couple of months. Yeah, in the meantime, well, there were a couple of updates on the uh, production of the games on the uh, Home Pin Factory uh, social media channel, uh, which saw a bunch of play fields, blank play fields with uh, print on them uh, for mm. the other side. And... Um, uh, yeah, I which, thought it was quite, easily, quite revealing. Um, yeah, and um, well, some other posts of, of people assembling uh, cabinets or, or putting decals on cabinets and so on. So it's uh, yeah, they're working on it, and um, hopefully, it will be a fun game. Looking at the um, the underside of the playfield, I think I could do a little bit of. Uh, investigation on exactly what's going to be in the game, or at least some of the things that are going to be in the game. Um, obviously there is a, um, a volume control which goes up to 10 and then you can turn it up to 11, right in the middle, a bit in the sort of like supercharger style position on, from getaway. Yeah, which it sort looks of ruins like the joke, but okay. Um, well, I don't know. I think, I think we're all in on it by now. Um, there is a subway as well, so you can, I mean, not somewhere you can buy a, a, a bread sandwich, but somewhere uh, the ball can disappear underneath the playfield and reappear at another point. There is a, a ramp, and we seem to have a, a, a motor in order to lift it up, so you can shoot underneath it as well. Uh, it looks like it's a two-flippered game rather than uh, three or four, and although we don't, can't see whether there's an upper playfield on it or not, I, think, I believe there is an upper playfield of some kind. At least that's where the there's an upper stage kind of area where the where the drums are positioned. Yeah, so we, not sure the need, ball need can make us that stage, but yeah, yeah, but it makes sense if the ball goes up past it for it to do something when it's up there. And look at the um, the rollover lanes, both for the top rollovers and the in lane out lanes. It looks like they use octo uh, switches for those. So the ones which uh, which we've seen before in, in other manufacturers' games where um, you have an LED that shines and when the ball rolls over it, it reflects it back into the receiver. So rather than being physical switches, they are um, optical switches. So that's, uh, that's an interesting uh, little feature of that and that seems to be something that they're using throughout the game. So it should, should be pretty reliable unless they get dirty, of course. Um, but there's, yeah, uh, there's a lot more to come over. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, off intensive well, it should, uh, playing. It should be easy to clean anyway, and uh, and and the wall won't get stuck uh, on, a, on a rollover wire or anything like that. So uh, right. makes sense from that point of view. Yeah, okay, so more so. more details to be revealed anyway. And uh, and I also noticed, glad to point out, I think I pointed point, point that last time that they they did finally get the Union Jack flag right, but correct on the cabinet. Okay. 
and that's your mic dropping. We had a, that is my microphone falling off the little stand. Um, so I apologise for that. Um, yes, it was. Um, that they were missing the diagonal um, stripes on it before, and now they have been added. So, uh, so um, that's it's good to see it correct. Right. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for that. Um, moving on to, I suppose. Um, well, let's let's see what happens in the land of deep root pinball. Uh, yes. Well, not much, I'm afraid, is the answer to that. Um, the only thing really I think has happened in the past month is that the, the, the company who's managing the, the bankruptcy of the deep root group of companies, uh, which is, um, I don't know, it's a management company, they have applied for their expenses to be paid, which uh, amounted to $255,000. Um, and that's been granted by the court. So that's been taken out of the money that's been recovered so far from um, the sale of the, the uh, life insurance policies and all the equipment that was in the deep root pinball factories in San Antonio. So, yep, yeah, they, they, they've got their money. Um, it's a shame that a lot of other people won't, but they are busy working away on, uh, on recovering as much as they can. So... Good luck right. to them, and um, that's the only news I've got so far from uh, Deep okay. Pinball's uh, story this month. Right, from uh, one startup company that didn't make it over to another startup company that hopefully will make it, <laughs> Pinball Adventures. Oh. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, we've had uh, um, we've had some. Well, it's it's been a long story. It's been a long and a slow progress. For their very first yeah, title, they're really they battling title. with home pin to see who can do the slowest reveal, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, although um, I suppose not the company have actually put their games up for sale yet, so I suppose uh, that's, you, you, have to, you have to give them credit for that. But um, yeah, Pony Factory from Pinball Adventures, uh, they've been showing bits and pieces um, over the past, I will say years now, because it, it is years. And um, since since we've been following it um, from the early design days at uh, Team Pinball in in Cardiff, to uh, to what Andrew's been doing in Vancouver, with um, actually putting the games together and, and getting the parts in. So um, the latest news is he's been showing some more display animations on their Instagram feed. Um, he said the code is done. But um, when I looked at it, there was various bits of text that were kind of running off the side of the display uh, or, or very badly laid out, like um, the kerning on the text looked really bad and the extra ball looked like it had no space between the extra and ball but had spaces between other characters. So it looked weird. Uh, player 1 like, was running off the side, it just said layer 1. So I don't know whether that's a code issue or whether that's... Um, that's a positioning of the the monitor within the the um, back glass, but right. um, uh, you would have thought that um, if you're doing the display work, you would allow a certain amount of latitude on where you position things, not put anything right up to the very edge, because then it's you know it's asking you for trouble. So uh, anyway, maybe the code is done, maybe in the sense that all the rules and features are, are added, but maybe some of the display artwork needs a little tweak. Put it that way. Now he um, he did also say that they will be making he his word they will be making 120 Punny Factory machines. 
which is quite a bold claim. But um, I took that to mean they were making up to 120 putty factory machines. Right. They, uh, because I haven't actually made any of them yet, so it's early days to to say that. And uh, I don't think I've been taking any orders either. So we have to see what comes in. But um, it does. Um, it shows some pictures of the uh, some metal powder coated parts, which had come back from the from the powder coating company. And they seem to include a very large frame which fits on the bottom of the play field, sort of side rails, and also a frame for mounting like circuit boards or other mechs onto. It looks like it looks very solid, very robust, uh, and, it, and it's powder coated as well. So it should look very attractive. Um, so good good work on the detail there. Yeah, and uh, you little Sherlock Holmes that you are, <laughs> um, you also discovered a. Um, a new title, which is actually a um, uh, a title that was advertised already earlier on, but apparently uh, the name changed. Yeah, um, one of the, one of his launch well earlier titles. I don't say launch could also actually launch anything yet, but one of the, one of the announced titles that he was going to he has on his website alongside Elements and Sushi something or other uh, was one called That's Whack which uh, always seemed a bit of a, a strange title and didn't really tell you very much about what the game was about. Well, that seems to have disappeared and been replaced by a game called Ele- uh, Volts Electric, V-O-L-T-Z, Electric, uh, which um, on the website it's it's kind of almost entirely replaced, but the, the page title still says that's whack. So that's obviously what, what used to be there. And it's... So far, it's it's a bit unclear exactly what it's about, but some kind of electric company. Um, we haven't had a game about an electric company for a while, have we? Um, well, we have a party <coughs> factory, uh, yeah. so one factory, electric company. Hmm, I, I do sense a pattern, I suppose. Hmm. Well, the stri- slightly strange thing here, and it's something we've seen before on, is... Um, um, promotional material is that it seems to have a bunch of uh, celebrity impersonated characters in, in the game, including people like Rod Sterling, Doc Brown from Back to the Future, Captain Kirk, Jay Leno, and the dude, Lou Grabowski. Um, there, each one of those on the website has a little audio clip underneath which you can click on and hear some really not very good impersonation voices um, on the website. Um, I'll just put it out here because I know that Andrew sometimes listens to uh, what we have to say, but I will mention that the website is unprotected uh, in that you can type in the, the URL of various directories on his website and look at all the files that are within it. Yeah, and, uh, used well, or not. I've, I've done plenty of that. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there, um, different versions. Some of it is on the website, some of it's not on the website. It might be development stuff. Um, but, um, well, I'd say, you know, most most websites would have that. If you try and just go to a directory, it would either give you uh, a not allowed or would take you to a uh, some kind of holding page or... Um, Information Everybody is a web designer. Uh... No, not quite. But um, that's that's kind of fairly basic stuff. So it's probably worth protecting that if uh, if you're listening, Andrew, to uh, 
stop people poking around your website and uh, pulling out various assets from your uh, your artwork, so, uh, which could be used in uh, unflattering ways. So we don't want that. We want not to let people know that. Uh, but then again, we still want to be able to work. access uh, your files. So please give us the code to log in <laughs> properly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sorry, we've already downloaded everything already. So we've got that. No, we haven't. Really. No. Um, so yes. Um, we don't know. We still haven't got an exact detail of when the games are going to be ready, but um, um, or in what way, or whether they will be yeah. expo- uh, uh, launched at a pinball show or something like that. We have. Really well, Andrew, you'd know. say they'd be manufacturing some this weekend, so I don't know. I don't know who they are, or whether he's got a, a manufacturing team, a company to to make it for a contract manufacturer, or, or what the deal is. But uh, so far. Nothing is available for sale, and since it is, uh, we'll more details of the games, we will let you know right here. Right, okay. So, um, and moving back to um, America, to the uh, mm-hmm. Chicago uh, area, Chicago Gaming are apparently looking for a new accountant. Now, obviously, you need an accountant to make sure that you pay your people so you can manufacture pinball machines and, and so on, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure whether you want me to go over all the qualifications that someone needs to uh, uh, to to apply. No, I don't think so. I think uh, if you are interested, then uh, email your resume and uh, your your contact details to Kathy C A T H Y at Chicago Gaming dot com, and uh, you can find more more information about that. I'm sure if you just uh, contact Kathy. Uh, but yes, yeah, certainly they are looking for a new accountant, and uh, it's an on-site, full-time position, five days a week, Monday to Friday. Uh, but they are open to people who are who need flexibility in their schedules. So, uh, you know, it's uh, if you're an accountant and certainly interested in gaming and, and pinball, maybe Chicago Gaming is the place for you. If only I would be living in Chicago. And an accountant. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you're, you're almost almost made for the job, yes. Yes. Apart from those two, two minor features. Okay. Um, talking about making pinball, um, Pinball Brothers, we will return to them. Um, they are continuing to make their alien games. Uh, on, a, on a post on Facebook, they said, uh, you've been wondering about our progress. Um, said that we're about to crack the 500 mark, so 500 machines made for um, standard versions and limited versions combined. So that's nearly 500 Pimple Brother Alien games out in the wild. Which is um, uh, actually quite an accomplishment, I have to say, for a, for a small company as they are. And yeah, congr- I mean, congratulations I mean, to Pedretti Gaming as yes, well who are building say. these games. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, the Pimple Brothers say they're sending out uh, between 50 and 20 games a week. So uh, I guess they've been ramping up to that kind of uh, level because um, it's been they've been making them I don't know they've been making them more than twenty five weeks I'd have thought so uh, yes yeah, I guess they started off slow and now they're up to the to twenty up to twenty games a week so well, I can um, only hope for certain companies to to get to that level yes indeed yeah well even even one a week would be good for some at the moment. So anyway, congratulations, Pinball Brothers, on the on reaching the uh, the 500 mark for their Alien games, and uh, we look forward to seeing many more out there and uh, more titles as well. Yeah, exactly. So, 
And now we enter a, uh, well, maybe we should record a uh, no new <laughs> tune. I think we should have um, a stink, shouldn't we, if we should play. Yeah. So no, that's not that's not fair. No, no. Uh, but there's a there's quite a few companies uh, that have uh, did not report any news. Uh, but that doesn't mean that's a bad thing because, as far no, as no, we can no, see, right. they're all building games. Yeah, as they're all too busy building them in order to report any additional news. Yeah. So that would be uh, Spooky Pimble. Yeah. Uh, and American Pimble. Right, um, Dutch pinball, even your yeah, your, yeah. your business as you usual, uh, building games, nothing special to report. Yeah, uh, multimorphic, yeah, building uh, away on uh, Weird L and uh, yeah, and and full games, uh, full machines as well. Yes, and yeah. the hackers uh, pinball in Australia. Yeah, with Fathom revisited, so they've all got games that they're all building, and and they're just busy doing it. So yeah. All power to you guys. Keep keep going, and we, we don't need any news until you've got something to announce. So uh, right. just just keep just keep the business going. Right. So and then there's the uh, other news section. Other news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we definitely need some some, uh, some yeah, yeah, audio yeah, yeah. talent on this show, don't we? Yeah. I'll see well, what I can do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, is there any other news? Um, well, you already mentioned that the uh, the, the seminars from Pintastic should be uh, become available on the uh, Pintastic New England uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, it should include right. uh, Jersey Jack uh, and Steve Ritchie, uh, American Pinball, Roger Sharp, and uh, and more. Um, there's an interesting uh, announcement made on uh, on Pinside by John Greatwich, um, who we know as a uh, uh, supplier or manufacturer for uh, playfields and uh, back glasses. Back glasses, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, mostly for stern electronic games that he uh, he used to do. Um, so he's certainly uh, uh, known in the, uh, in the in the pinball world and capable of uh, producing goods, if you if you want to call it that. Um, He's been quite vocal on the uh, uh, on the deep root um, uh, drama, if you want to call it. Yeah, that. that's um, true. But basically, he um, he he indicated that he's looking for an investor uh, to get a uh, a prototype built for a uh, licensed themed uh, pinball machine that he has um, either in his head or already partly uh, developed but not built yet and apparently uh, once the prototype is built it should be uh, uh, well you could either interest a manufacturing party to take it into production or manufacture it yourself and uh, with the, the current pinball prices that could be interesting for some uh, some parties I suppose uh, as uh, people are willing to pay a lot of money but uh, yeah. so far the response on his um, um, uh, announcement, so to speak, is uh, far from hopeful. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, there's there's no detail of what this um, supposed license is. Um, no detail on how progressed the design is either yet, and um, no no 
information about a, a projected way of well, he's talking about selling it to an existing manufacturer uh, as the only way, but also says, no, if that doesn't happen, then the whole thing dies. So yeah, it's not, okay, doesn't so sound too encouraging, but... Uh, yeah, but uh, at Pintastic, he apparently talked to David Fix of American Pinball as well as to uh, Jack Guarneri of Jersey Jack Pinball. So who knows, uh, something might, uh, might happen, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm, I really, I really like John. I'm, I'm, I've known John for many years, and we, I we, can we've highly recommend. Many shows together. I can highly recommend drinking a beer with John. Oh, I've done that plenty of times. Yes, um, thinking of uh, you'll have a great between, time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know John sort of um, had a hard time of things recently with the personal bankruptcy and uh, um, and, re and retiring from his work as well. But uh, he says. This has now given him the opportunity to, to focus entirely on doing what he really likes doing, which is creating pinball stuff. So yeah. now he, he's hugely enthusiastic. He is actually very knowledgeable. He doesn't come across that way unless you know him pretty well, I would say. But he, he does know what he's talking about, and he's produced some great products in the past. And he's even, you know, even when he you know, ran into trouble um, and had some outstanding, outstanding orders for products, he got them all fulfilled by um, whoever took over the, the rights to his uh, his projects. So uh, I don't think anybody's lost out from from his, uh, his his work. And a lot of a lot of great games have been salvaged from as well. They've been saved from being um, thrown in the dumpster by getting new new play fields, new new ink printing techniques direct to ink uh, direct to wood, I should say. Right. Yeah. Over the years as well. So yeah, um, I say I, I Bouts with John as a, as, a, as a very nice guy and a very knowledgeable guy and hugely enthusiastic and somebody who tends to follow through on what they say they're going to do. Right. So, okay, and then uh, moving on, um, mm. two, more, two more items, I suppose. Um, first, the Dutch Pinball Open Expo has been announced for this year and it will be held the second week, uh, the second weekend, I should say, of November at the uh, Dutch Pinball Museum in Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Yes, it's being uh, expanded, isn't it? Uh, from from its current size, adding some, some extra floors to, to put the new games in, yes. which is and, uh, uh, exciting news. I've, I've got my hotel room booked, I've got my flight booked. So I'm planning to be there. Should be a great, uh, great show, and um, I should be reaching out to some uh, uh, pinball industry uh, uh, VIPs, uh, let's call them that. Uh, people that. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll stand by and wait for you to be in touch. Sir. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> so, and Tricky, uh, um, which uh, are we going to do our uh, our quiz there? Do you think? Oh, I'm I'm positive that that we that we will. Yes. Okay. So, so look uh, forward to uh, the. So you think you know pinball quiz at that uh, prize quiz at that yes. uh, Dutch pinball. Um, open Expo in November yes. in and of uh, course, Dutch Pinball Museum in Rotterdam. Yes, and prior to that, uh, Pinball Expo is also uh, taking place in uh, in Schomburg. And um, uh, Rob Burke, uh, well, recently visited the Netherlands, also the Dutch Pinball mm -hmm. Museum, and he's uh, shifting gears upwards, I would say, into the, uh, the promotion of Pinball Expo. Um, hopefully, I will be able to attend this year. And uh, just just indicating that uh, we're likely to see more 
Pinball Expo teasers and so on uh, in, in the coming months. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have Rob on our pincast here to uh, to give us the, the latest updates on on what people can expect who, uh, who want to go to the was it 38th annual show this year. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yeah. longest running pinball Fantastic. show on earth. Yeah, well, we both plan to be there, and um, uh, what exactly what's going to happen there, we don't quite know yet, but we, we will find out more and bring you all the details as soon as we know them. I think as, uh, uh, there will be a Stern Factory Tour that's already been uh, confirmed. And, uh, yep, I was actually a, a hoping, physical uh, one this year. Um, I was actually hoping that uh, some other manufacturer might be doing tours as well, but no confirmation on that yet or maybe just speculation on my end so but anyway uh, uh, I, th- I thought that American Pinball were doing a factory tour on the Wednesday is it um, before the, no the first day of the of the show I thought I don't that, know I, I thought I read that somewhere okay well We'll have to look into that, uh, see if there's any truth to that. So yeah, but, I mean, um, all, all these things are liable to change anyway, uh, up until uh, we actually get to the point where uh, things are confirmed by, by Rob and his team. Uh, I, I, um, I'm tr- trying to reach out to David Fix to get some more details on, on that as well, because I don't know what's happening about seminars, streaming, and what's going to be available and who's doing what, but uh, we, we'll try and get that sorted out over the coming months and we'll, we'll let you know uh, right as soon as we know. So at least, uh, well, that's uh, for the end of the year, two two big shows coming up, one in Europe, one in uh, uh, in the Chicago area, Schaumburg to be uh, more precise. So uh, mm. um, if you're able to, to attend, then, uh, then uh, make sure to attend. Yep, and because we will be there. Yeah, well, also, yeah, and, and reporting from there as well. That's right. So, uh, and, yeah. and no doubt bringing you some uh, some bonus uh, interviews as well from uh, some of the important people behind behind the industry. So, uh, right. yeah, it's, yeah, it benefits everyone. Right. So I suppose that rounds it up for, uh, for this episode of uh, our uh, monthly review of all the uh, important things in the uh, pinball industry. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry, Gary didn't come back. He did say he was going to be here, but before the end of the show, he, he had some interesting and uh, important news to to bring us. But unfortunately, I don't know where he's got to. He uh, he isn't here quite yet. Uh, I don't know what happened. But uh, you know, the, the one month we actually have him here in in person, and he uh, disappears and doesn't come back. But yeah, uh, oh well, never mind. Next time, oh, yeah. So. Um, so, um, on behalf of me, uh, Jonathan Houston, uh, the editor of Pinball Magazine, I'm saying goodbye, and I hope to uh, uh, talk to you again next month. And from uh, me, Martin Ayer, the editor of Pinball News, uh, we will both be back next month to uh, start of August to look back on the events in the pinball world of July 2022. But for this look back of June, uh, we wish you a very goodbye and have a great month. Thank you. Bye bye.